It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. When you're in the car and you're freaking out because you're going to be late and everything's happening, it's really hard to remember, oh, and this is my opportunity to be mindful. I need to just take some deep breaths and get back into that zen sort of space. But that's where we need to go. And now here's the stars of our show... My mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and dad to six kids who we share, I share, with my wife and mum to those six kids, Kylie, who is with me today. Did I make that harder than it needed to be? Just a little bit. I I, I kind of feel like I say this. You know that if you want to take all the credit, you have to take all the blame as well. Right. Thank you for that. It's the 12th of, is it the 12th or the 12th? Is there an F in there? I'm going to have to Google this. Is it the 12th or the 12th? The 12th. But, but I didn't hear a th in that. I just heard you say 12th. Is it 12th? Th? Like there, there is no. a, there, there's an F in there. Say there it for is me. A, there is a... D- <laughs> say it. Come on. 12th. You, you're sort of... I'm not hearing the F. You're not supposed to. So should I be saying 12th? Is it the 12th? <laughs> or is it the 12th? I would say are, you, are you going to make everything hard today? I may, maybe I just might. Everything. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry to have done that to you. I don't know uh, where it came from, but... I'm sure there'll be plenty of English teachers out there prepared to teach you how to say it. My mum used like to be Tuesday. an English teacher. No, it's not. It's, how did you say that? Tuesday. Well, like you're choosing which day it is. Tuesday. Tuesday. But our eight-year-old is or- very adamant that it's... Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, but our eight-year-old also says can't instead of can't. <laughs> I can't do this. It's like, where are, you, where are you getting this American stuff from? They can't. So do you, what, I, I just say Tuesday. There have been two teachers in our kids' schooling who have all been very adamant about Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. No, it's not Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't say it. Don't think too much about it. It's like when you've got to walk somewhere. Tues- Tuesday. 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 <laughs> it's like when you've got to walk in front of people, like walk across a stage. You know how to walk. You've been walking your entire life, but have you ever had to walk in front of an audience and suddenly you're like, I'm not sure if I can do this. And now no, we- I've never had that experience. Oh, happens to me all the time. Tuesday. Tuesday. No, it's not Tuesday. 12th. <laughs> Let's get on with the podcast. Is that okay? <laughs> Hello. Um, oh, we've already done the intro. We have, haven't we? Okay, great. Uh, please forgive us. Uh, this is just, this is how we Lucky live. Lucky you didn't intro me. Who are you? <laughs> uh, we, have to have, we have to do a podcast here. Uh, I've been looking at some science lately and I want to share it. Uh, this is a doctor's desk episode. About once a month, we dive into the latest research, have a look at what scientists are discovering about how to make our parenting lives better or giving us food for thought in case we need to make any big and intentional decisions about what's going to happen with us and our children. A new study just published, this one in the International Journal of Behavioural Medicine, and it's related to mindfulness, which has been the buzzword in pop psychology for probably the last, I'd say, 10 years maybe a little longer, maybe the last 15 years, everyone's been going on about mindfulness. Mindfulness does everything. And it seems that this latest study uh, conducted uh, with pregnant mums doesn't quite do everything after all. So we know that if you get stressed, it can be associated with, it can actually lead to excessive weight gain. And if there's going to be weight gain, pregnancy is a time where this can... (laughs) 
really happen. Okay, like it's going to happen naturally. <laughs> it's the time when you are most stressed. Well, potentially your body is most stressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but we're not talking about the natural healthy weight gain that comes with pregnancy. We're talking about the ex- excessive weight gain that some people can experience. And like you said, pregnancy is a time when that can occur. So these researchers uh, got a, a bunch of pregnant women, 115 of them, and they did some mindfulness training. And what they were interested in discovering was whether or not mindfulness could help the the pregnant mums, the expectant mums, to be less stressed, to eat more healthily, and they basically wanted to have a look at what their overall weight gain would be. So they had uh, 115 mums that went to the mindfulness training for eight weeks. They had 105 mums who were same socioeconomic status and same weight equivalency having treatment as usual. And what they found was that the mums who had the mindfulness training did experience... Less stress. less Well, less depression. They experienced less depression and, and less stress. And anxiety. You've been reading the science. You've been Maybe. reading the study. Yeah. But, I can pick out keywords. But it didn't have any impact on their weight gain at all. They, they experienced the same levels of excessive weight gain, not just regular weight gain, but excessive weight gain as the control group. And so I think it's just an interesting one to be mindful of, if I can use that term. Mindfulness can do stuff, but it can't do all the stuff. Mindfulness does have a relationship with the extent to which we experience stress, depression, and anxiety, but it's not the... I don't know. It's not the thing that makes everything all better all the time. Yeah, I, this is this intrigues me a little bit because I never would have thought that it did. Mm. When I think of mindfulness, I think of, I guess, the ability to calm right. my own mind and to be able to work through those thought processes that would lead to anxiety, stress or depression. So that's a healthy approach to mindfulness, unfortunately. And I'm going to talk more about this in a sec, but there have been a lot of people who have made a, a bunch of claims. It's kind of like... Um, Essential oils. Essential oils, no doubt, can do stuff for you to make you feel better about life, but they can't do everything. I mean, there was one essential oil company recently that was in the news for claiming that it could help with COVID, it could cure COVID. Um, Some people just take these claims a little bit too far. Here's another mindfulness study that caught my attention, though. And again, talking about young mums, infants, well, actually, not not young mums, but young mums and their babies, infants whose mums participated in a mindfulness-based program during their pregnancies had healthier stress responses at six months old. Now, I find this fascinating. So not the mums, we're talking about the infants. That's exactly right. So this is the first known study that shows that a parental intervention can improve the health outcomes of the child. And they were looking at what they they call autonomic nervous system responses. So what the researchers essentially have done is they've studied 135 mum and bub dyads, gave them an eight-week mindfulness-based program. So eight weeks seems to be about the standard in these, in these current situations. And they found that those little babies had a faster cardiovascular recovery from something that was stress-inducing, as well as more self-soothing behaviours than the kids whose mums didn't go through the mindfulness intervention. I find this extraordinary. So so interesting. So I'm not scientific by any stretch, but I remember all of the conversations that I had as a young mum where, you know, all of those feel-good things would be passed through my milk to my baby. So this feels like a scientific way of telling me that. Uh, Maybe, although this is not milk-related. What I would guess is happening here, and, and I don't have 
a whole lot of additional data and the researchers didn't really make too many hypotheses about this either. They've basically said, we've done this, here's what's happened. But I think that the reason for it is that when you've got a calmer mum, you have a calmer baby. Yeah, well, it, emotions are catchy. Right, And, yeah. and that's the, I, I guess that's the reality. The conversations that I had as a young mum with professionals was very much about if I can lower my anxiety levels mm. and uh, I guess the way I respond at, in different situations, then my baby's going to respond totally different. So the critical thing as a take-home message from both of these studies is, number one, don't expect that mindfulness is going to be the cure-all, but it can be helpful for reducing stress and anxiety for a whole lot of people who may not otherwise be mindful. The trick is learning how to be more mindful. Now, that's probably another podcast in and of itself. I don't think that we can dive into that right now. But the evidence is there that suggests that it's good for you and it's good for your kids, even from the, the time they're born, even when they're in utero. And certainly over that subsequent six months, you and I both know that when we're more mindful, when we're more calm, our children thrive. They do better as well, even though they're all grown up. In fact, you and I like being around each other more when we're more mindful and more present. It's just a fact of life. Well, I know you said there's not a lot of time, but this is the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers. Have you got at least one tip? After the break. Neurodiverse children are beautiful, but they also bring unique challenges for parents and educators. The world does not always accommodate them easily or well. Communication, affection, behaviour, learning, and almost every other aspect of life can be challenging for the child and their families. The webinar, A Parent's Guide to Autism, by leading autism expert Michelle Garnett, can help parents and educators strengthen the bond with their autistic children for better outcomes for children and families. A Parent's Guide to Autism is available at happyfamilies.com.au. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. You're such a tease. What do you mean I'm such a tease? After the break. After the break. What is one thing that parents can practice in being more mindful to reduce and lower stress and anxiety levels? The, The simplest thing? is just breathing. I mean, it's it's so simple. And people roll their eyes like, oh, as if I'm going to breathe and that's going to make it all better. But it actually does. Breathe in for five seconds through your nose. Hold it for five seconds. Breathe out for five seconds through your mouth. Just makes everything feel better. Full stop, end of story. Breathing. Simple. There are much more advanced and sophisticated mindfulness strategies. You can Google them. They're all over the place. I share them with parents regularly as well in other contexts and in my webinars and things. But just just breathe. Just focus on the here and now. A, a second one. Here's another really quick one because you're looking at me like you're not satisfied. No, I was going to explain breathing because I think it's really important. Okay, explain breathing. When I went to Eden about six months ago, they helped me understand the power of breathing. When we get stressed and we're anxious, what happens to our breathing? Uh, it gets faster. It gets shallower. Totally. And what that signals to our body is that we are not safe. Yeah. And so when we are mindful about our breath and we take the time to slow it down, what we actually send the message to our body is that we are safe, where mm. we've got this under control. So even when the situation is stressful, if we're able to lower that, we actually are telling ourselves and telling our body physiologically, we are safe. And for most of us, we're not being chased by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just that there's that meeting that we're going to be late for. And if we 
breathe. We're going to get to the meeting whatever time we get to the meeting, no matter whether we're breathing shallow and fast and panicky or breathing deep. So breathe deep and calm that autonomic nervous system. That's really what the message here is. Another way that you can be mindful, I'm not going to worry about the other doctor's desk study that I was going to share. We'll save that for next time we do a doctor's desk. Uh, The other way that you can be mindful is that you can just pay attention to what your senses notice. And I love doing it as a countdown to calm. That's what I call it. I don't know if it's got an official name. I can't find it, but that's what I call it. So have a look around and identify five things that you can see and name them. I can see the door. I can see the lights. I can see the stove. I can see the greenery outside. I can see you, Mrs. Happy Families. And what are four things that I can feel? Well, I can feel my feet on the tiles. I can feel my hand on the seat that I'm sitting on. I can feel my back up against the bricks that I'm touching because we're in this tiny little Airbnb and it's a little bit cramped. And I can also feel uh, on my face, I shaved this morning and I've just got a little bit of razor burn above my top lip and I can feel that as well. And what are three things that I can uh, uh, hear? Well, even though I'm wearing headphones, I can still hear the quiet chirp of the birds outside. Right. And there's the... And I can hear your voice. Of, of course. And there's, the, there's the, the gentle whir of traffic because we live near a busy road now. And then we can also do two things that we can smell and one thing we can taste. And just by going through that process, if you, as you've been listening to us share these mundane details about what we can see and feel and hear and smell and taste, it brings everything back to here and now. It makes us mindful of the moment in a non-judgmental way. It helps everything to be calm and peaceful and the pressure and stress is gone. So the mindfulness industry that's grown out of these ideas is helpful. It's useful. But I guess the, the one thing that I would highlight again is that mindfulness can't do everything. And there's a lot of people out there who are selling courses and making promises about mindfulness that are just not fair and that are just not right. Uh, Mindfulness has exploded. But there was this recent review by the – I might actually see if I can link to this in the show notes as well. There was a a recent review maybe three or four years ago now by the US Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality. And they found that mindfulness-based therapies provide only moderate help in treating anxiety, depression, pain and don't do a whole lot to reduce stress or improve quality of life and I think that's probably because oh oh, sorry and there is no evidence at all at this point that mindfulness can help people with substance abuse or with eating habits or with sleep problems or with weight control so there's a whole lot of potential positive benefits and some people may find mindfulness benefits in those areas and others but overall we need to recognize that mindfulness can't fix everything. I think it's really important to understand that it's it's one tool that we have in our toolkit. Yes, yes. And the other thing to remember is you've got to actually do it. Like you can be taught it, but when you're in the car and you're freaking out because you're going to be late and everything's happening, it's really hard to remember, oh, and this is my opportunity to be mindful. I need to just take some deep breaths and get back into that zen sort of space. But that's where we need to go. So, uh, Kylie, that's our doctor's desk for today. I know we've goofed off a little bit. We've had some fun and we didn't get through all of the studies, but we can catch up on the other studies in our next doctor's desk episode. The take-home message, mindfulness, it feels good, it can help, It won't help with everything, but there is pretty good evidence that our emotions are contagious. 
they're catchy. And if you can be holding it together nicely, the kids are going to feel that and everyone's going to do better. The Happy Families Podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. Next Monday night, we have the webinar that you cannot miss. It's called Carrots and Sticks. It's all about how punishments, rewards, praise, control, bribes, time out, and more undermine our ability to effectively discipline our kids and what we can do instead of using the behavioural carrot and stick. I hope you join me for it. If you're a Happy Families member, it's included in your membership. If you're not a member, it's just 30 bucks and you can get all the details at happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.